Hey, jibbers and jabbers, it's J-Mac here. This is just for you audio listeners. Thank you very much for listening to us as long as you have. We much appreciate it and we hope you're still enjoying it. But we would love it if you would go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you love what you hear, you'll love what you see. Get over there now, click on subscribe to keep up to date. Thank you. Utter nonsense. A long ass intro again there, right? Yeah, it was very long. And also I, I went live myself again. Um I was I've I've started to expect it at the end of the podcast, but you just leave me on there. Uh, at, the, at the beginning, that's something new. So <laughs> always gotta keep it fresh, mate. Keep it fresh. <laughs> um I, I I keep meaning to shorten that intro, but I suppose it's a good thing because the the, the viewers at home started to fill up while the intro was going and we got there to bask go. in my uh my my scales <laughs> basking <laughs> your scales <laughs> <laughs> so this week as you all know we are primarily pop culture and movies but we do like to go into you know the left a little bit and talk about about inspirational stories and we've talked about pretty much anything on the show from alien sword fighting uh texans to uh ghost stories right through to bitcoin and everything else but today we will be chatting to frank lynn who is an entrepreneur and uh he actually start, I actually i kind of connected with him trying to set up a deal between him and uh, another another actor that was kind of uh kind of helping out at the time start his, his twitch and uh and through that it just kind of naturally you know when you speak to someone and you really enjoy their energy and you kind of just mesh so through that we kind of kept in touch and a lot of parallels between he and i uh, and this show and what he's doing so we're going to find out today exactly you know what it's like to take that jump when you've got like everybody works a, a nine to five job and goes you know how cool would it be if i could do this for a living we used to say this j mac we used to say how cool would it be to actually to review movies and get paid for it <laughs> and, and look here we are right now right so <laughs> i know very right? little but we do get paid about it <laughs> mate it's it's almost the dream job so again this conversation today is it's it's the way i look at it is value to everybody ourselves uh to frank and to everybody that's going to be, watch, be watching the show today uh live or afterwards because you're going to learn and i always say this as well when you're learning something something you want to do there's always someone that's done it before you most of the time so go back and see how they done it and make it your own take the the recipe for their success kind of add your own spices and and start cooking right j mac you looking forward to speaking to frank yeah i, I like i like these kind of stories of moving what's what is a, maybe a hobby or a passion and moving it forward into a, a real kind of mm -hmm. a real business is something you 
you're excited to wake up in the morning and do so yeah um absolutely this is a like a very different kind of conversation for us um but the guy seems interesting it's gonna be fun absolutely. absolutely so without further ado ladies and gentlemen franklin hi hi guys hey frank <laughs> Hey, thanks for the invitation, guys. How's the, my audio? Is uh, is it too loud or how? No, no, it's perfect. It's actually perfect. It's probably one of the best that we've heard, actually. <laughs> Especially when they don't have a microphone. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so for bad. your audience, for your audience who doesn't know, it's um, it's the microphone that I'm talking to you guys on. That is how I know Kevin. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. Right. That's class. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. As you can see, I have a, a variety of microphones myself. This being the yeah. absolute beast uh, of of all microphones but uh, i do like a good microphone it helps when you're a podcaster right <laughs> Absolutely. but uh, you know it's, it's quite cool that that we kind of connected through you know technology and i kind of see that you're you're i don't know if i think you're the direction of your business now is kind of taking on a taking a, a different turn and i think with that comes like a adapt adaptability when you start out on the journey and you kind of realize what works for you and what doesn't and kind of where it's going to go from there. I think, I think that's a, a really cool thing for us to kind of get into, but we'll kind of, we'll kind of just start it off even for the audience to kind of sure. get to know you a bit. Uh, and just kind of, if we just going to get, get your background, because when we had, a, had our very first phone call, uh, you were telling me before that you did, you worked in banking and the yeah. financial sector. So maybe even just kind of walk us through how, how that started. Sure. So um, typical Asian family. I'm Canadian born, but um, hardworking Asian family, you know, pretty stereotypical upbringing. You work hard, you go to university, you make sure you get a degree and then um, and then you either land as a hopefully your parents, all parents wanted you to land as a doctor or, you know, a lawyer or something like that. I yeah. ended up banking um, following in my mother's footsteps. My mother is a proud uh, and successful retiree of the bank that I also worked for. Uh, so I went to university. I did an economics degree. I graduated, um, you know, went looking around to see what opportunities there were. And at the time there was a, a pretty decent, uh, deal to do banking. Um, and I've always been really hungry, like kind of, it's built into my, my DNA. Like I, um, give, give me targets or give me a, like a direction or goals to, to meet. And I always, find out what the parameters, what are the rules, and then I always find a way. And so uh, blink of an eye, 18 years goes by, and my career at the bank um, became six different roles, five or six different roles. It was like every two or three years, I would get either a promotion or a lateral move to a, to a new opportunity to learn new skills. And uh, uh, it was a rewarding career. I, I, I must say it taught me a lot of things about corporate society and how to navigate um the world uh and ultimately uh i'm here now so two years ago there was um a couple of things that happened uh i was among a team of investment professionals uh in like the fifth or sixth career at the same bank um and we were investment advisors and our team was when i joined we were 11th in the country uh among our own bank in canada here and we grew the business uh, together to become fourth in the country. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we, we did quite well. Most of the work was done by the partners because they had like a 20-year head start before I joined the team. Um, but uh, nonetheless, we, we did grow quite a bit when we um, joined forces and, and worked together. Um, and then the proverbial, you know, midlife crisis or, um, 
you know, what is the meaning and pur purpose in life really comes around. Like, I mm -hmm. guess a lot of human beings experience. Uh, I lost a dear colleague to suicide. He was going through a difficult time in his life. I won't share too many of his personal details, but ultimately uh, I was building, you know, a new part of my career with wealth management. And I also was growing a young family with the wife and I had no time to uphold some personal relationships, including this friend of mine. And so he, he, um, he chose to go to God and uh, he left. And when that happened, coinciding with, you know, some falling out in the business partnerships, um, it really gave me an opportunity to rethink who do I want to be? Uh, who shall I be? And what is best for me, my wife, my family, and and definitely what's what speaks to me deep is is my children. What role model mm -hmm. do I want to set my children? Um, and it really, when it really came down to it, I was like looking at my business partners, and I was like, if I grow five, ten years from now, and I end up looking kind of like them, I would not be proud of the father, the husband that I am, the son that I am to my mother as well. And so, um, it was a terrifying experience to leave the career behind. Um, but all of the circumstances combined really didn't give me a choice. And so that's the heartfelt why on this uh, journey of mine. To, that brings me here to you guys. So that's been a roller coaster. So far so good then. Eh? And when we kind of met, so you, you initially had a company, it was called Phoenix Goods. Um, and it was primarily microphones, uh, kind of like, charging equipment and stuff so was there a reason that you chose that as your kind of your product initially absolutely that was a that's a great question so went on a road of this uh self-discovery once you once you leave an 18-year career that's mm -hmm. all you know like that's all i knew i didn't have side jobs i didn't have other mm -hmm. things I had passions in like sports and like you know poker and those kinds of things but i didn't want to build a career on poker or like trying to make it as a professional athlete right <laughs> works for dan belzerian eh? <laughs> yeah right exactly right and so uh what what i ended up doing was you go to the internet i am millennial after all um an old millennial but <laughs> I, uh, I uh i went on the road of okay where's the world today and where shall it be going forward uh, and what is my best opportunity to not only succeed, but survive most importantly. And so drop shipping is one of those ones that everybody who starts like an online journey tries to, to find the ways to earn a living on the internet. So you have drop shipping, you have Amazon FBA, you have a number of different things. And so what I was thinking was, Hey, the world has you guys, the world has a number of people who aspire to be podcasters. There's a, you know, a plethora of younger children or even older human beings who aspire to be professional esports gamers, which I was around that scene for a little bit in the startup land in Vancouver here, um, and YouTubers and all of the, the the whole nine yards of how to earn a living on the internet. So I was like, why don't I put together a store, uh, sell physical goods, and uh, I have an Asian Chinese background, so mm -hmm. I shall be able to find and communicate with manufacturers in China. Yeah. Um, so why don't I put one and one together, right? And like, let's put together the tools that this growing audience, this gig economy needs mm -hmm. and make sure that I only sell products that are high quality. And, and so that's how I came with, you know, phone chargers and then microphones, which yeah. uh, was a phase ultimately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that microphone that you're using right now is really actually good. 
it's decent for the price point absolutely like for like a startup yeah yeah we must have went through how many crap microphones initially if you go back to like very very early episodes and actually it's next week we uh we celebrate our hundredth episode and uh so if you go back to our very first one congratulations um, <laughs> thanks <laughs> but you go back to our very first one and i'm like oh oh i can't listen to that it's just like yeah. I, know, I think i think i was using just like kind of iphone headphones and uh mm -hmm. and you were i think you did have a microphone but it was it was like a twenty dollar no, no. microphone. I was I was using a metal can with a string. <laughs> I plugged a string into my laptop. I was like, "Hello!" That's awesome. Man. So always start from the start from the start, and it's cool when you when you look back. That's something you'll be able to kind of uh, relate to as well. When you look back on kind of where you've come. For me, I always kind of I take the look back, and I enjoy the fact that I'm no longer there. And I'm here, and then I look forward to where I'm going next, really. And, and I suppose that's kind of where you've done because you went from selling these really cool products. And it was just recently I went onto the the older website and seen that uh, you were doing a revamp. Um, and then you had kind of explained that you you were moving in a different direction. What what kind of brought that on for you? That's an excellent excellent follow up question, my friend. <laughs> um, so the world conspires to help me. I'm I am a blessed uh, gentleman. I am a man of faith. I believe in God, and um, I also believe in manifestation. So what happened was, um, my wife is on this journey with me as well. So she was also yeah. on our wealth management team. She also left her position, uh, and she also embraces the digital media, digital marketing world, um, mm -hmm. and just to step a little bit back from the question to answer something else is we're learning digital skills because our kids are going to need digital skills. <laughs> like mm -hmm. they're growing up in a digital era. And so I don't want to hand off my kids to learn from other people like teachers and tutors and after school activities. I'm like, why don't I go be and like learn to be the teacher to teach my own kids the skills that I want them to hopefully have um, and be hands-on with that. And so what happened with the revamping and the change in direction for our, uh, our career and our business was my wife took um, an ac academic opportunity in digital media, and that necessitated that I pause on some things to focus some time around the children. Um, we do this quite a bit. We, we, you know, feed off each other's energy, what's going on and um, make things work. You know what I mean? And so when that happened in around September, October timeframe of last year, uh in, in the thick of like COVID-19 um it gave me another opportunity to think about other things and so I went into learning mode I went mm -hmm. onto the internet once again to learn okay wait a second like drop shipping is one of those ways but there's a lot of different ways and so I went to learn more and more and more and then I found um Russell Brunson and I found Tom Bilyeu and I found um, Gary Vaynerchuk and these people are the titans of the digital marketing industry, uh, especially in North America. And what they have been uh, really good at is building movement and building communities mm -hmm. on top of the offers and experiences that they offer the world. Uh, so none of these successful people sell products and services. I mean, they don't just sell products and services. Uh, as a matter of fact, my viewpoint on the world, our viewpoint on the world is the companies that traditionally sell products and services are all failing most of them are you know suffering immensely with not mm -hmm. understanding their consumers the customers so mm -hmm. on this journey of uh, self-discovery and also leveling up and making it work i learned that 
in the digital marketing space, you sell offers and you sell experiences. So when you think of the greatest companies in the world, Amazon, you know, Apple, maybe Ferrari, you know, these companies don't struggle with pricing. Customers mm -hmm. who go buy a Ferrari are not worried about how much money they're spending on their Ferraris. They yeah. understand that they're buying an experience and they're just there to choose their options. Like how, mm -hmm. how can I get those rims? If you know what I mean, right? And so <laughs> what 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 is entailed there is these companies have figured out how to totally identify the need and the emotional uh, purchase that their customers are actually engaged in, uh, in, in, in choosing or considering their products. And so my pivot was, I can't start here with physical products before I've built my brand. And mm -hmm. so we went down another um, rabbit hole of ours to, okay, what speaks to us? What are our core values? Um, maybe I'll share with you guys my revamp now um, on our core values going forward. Phoenix Inc. is now uh, our new business. Uh, we actually just actually announced it to the world, May 23rd. So today mm -hmm. is three weeks. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And then the three core pillars are we want to teach human beings how to uh, build online income streams, more than one, so that you can have the luxury and choice of switching different income streams that don't speak to you as you are today. So you inevitably you grow and age and you become more, have more wisdom and knowledgeable. And as you grow, certain ways of earning a living no longer speak to who you are. Yeah. And so you have multiple income streams. You can switch some of them on and off, right? And a second pillar is relationships with um, what I think are the most important four relationships of any human being. You have your relationship with your children. If you have children, you have your relationship with your spouse, your parents, and then yourself. And so mm -hmm. historically, we've really sacrificed our relationships in order to chase one single career, right? We go out to the world, we you know work super duper hard. And then sometimes we run into a glass ceiling. Sometimes we run into corporate toxicity. Sometimes we were just working our asses off all the freaking time. Excuse my language. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then we come home and we're like drained. We don't have time or patience for our children. We don't have energy for our spouses. And we definitely don't have any time for, you know, self-development. And so that brings me to my third pillar. Our third pillar at Phoenix Inc. is human beings need to taste fulfillment for there to be meaning and purpose in life. And one of the ways, maybe the only way to constantly taste and experience fulfillment is constantly be learning. So... That's what we're we're really trying to do. We're trying to give people their freedom back so that they can figure out these other two things. We give you tools to learn more than one income stream so that you can refocus your priorities in life, experience better relationships with the people that are most important to you, and also taste fulfillment from always learning new things. So you can be like, you can be like an expert podcaster, reach master mastery in, in what you two do. And then you yeah. might decide, oh, now I want to learn gardening. And then maybe I'm going to turn around and teach people how to do gardening. And then you might be like, oh, I wanted to go on a 10-year poker run. And you can go learn, do, do that. But then you, you, every day is new and every day is like thrilling. And I mm. always, uh, I always uh, come back to the point of like the happiest people on earth are children. And it's not because they don't have bills to pay. It's because they always go to sleep a better version of who they were when they woke up that morning because they were learning. Mm -hmm. 
And so mm-hmm. if I can help the world with that, that would be absolutely amazing. That's, wow. that's quite the job to want. Um, I, I can yeah. notice here we actually have, we've got two teachers actually in the comments section there. Uh, one is Ladybird Lady, and she says, quite right, teaching begins at home. Then we've got Heather Dow here as well, um, <clears throat> another teacher. She says, my son starts college in August to do creative digital media, something I th- I'd have thought would have been dead and merely two years ago. Now the COVID thing it's the hot topic at the moment, I think. And she also goes on to say, teachers are great, but they need parents on board to help them develop the students too. Great point. So that's a, that is. I'm getting chills. Here. I'm yeah. getting chills hearing this from your audience. Totally what I'm thinking. Like, absolutely. Guys. <laughs> yeah, one absolutely. thing that, that has happened to a lot of people during COVID-19 specifically is they've kind of reevaluated their life and what's important. Um, now, how scary was it when you decided to make the decision to just to leave those 18 years of your life in, in the dust? Um, was it that, terrifying or did you just jump in with both feet smiling? You guys are, you guys, I love how you guys set me off on these um, wild ways to tile you guys things. So I, I have to tell you, I have to be honest with you. It is terrifying. Terrifying. And I want to say to you that it is still terrifying. but how how we have approached um the exercise or the journey is what something that the two of you mentioned earlier on Mm. on this show yeah somebody has done it before and somebody has done it well before and so i encourage people to invest in themselves i encourage people to be like don't try to figure it out all on your own if you've Mm -hmm. decided that there's a certain meaning and purpose to your life and you want it to align with your career then you go and find the people who know what they're doing and you go and learn from them. And some of them will have online courses. Like we're building a ton of these online courses, which by the way, um, early teaser uh, at the end of today's show with you guys, we're going to announce our big um, thing, uh, inclusive (laughs) way for your audience. So that's going to be awesome. But yes, no, to answer Jay's question, that's a fantastic question. Um, When we're learning, we are experiencing your body and your mind stretching and that's always uncomfortable. Um, but there are definite ways to fortify your mindset, to not give up on your passions, your dreams. Um, and for me, for us, no better uh, institution or, pe- uh, or person to learn from. Uh, I have learned that strength from Tom Bilyeu and Impact Theory Studios. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not have an affiliate program with them. Uh, I really should, actually. Um, Tom and Lisa are some of the best human beings on earth. Um, and they are out to build the next Disney of empowerment, though, in their words. Though that's their words. Mm, but that's, okay. how I learned, that's how I learned to to work with that, yeah. Wow. That is <laughs> quite a daunting prospect for anyone, really, to say, you know, I'm going to take this path because we're, we as a society now, kind of we we exist on a conveyor belt that is i'll go to school learn how to talk right and kind of do the the bare minimum and then i'll go straight into a job earn money have a kid get married and then just wait till i retire and i think it's lost i think the, I, I mean when i was at school it was never kind of instilled in me by the way you can find like the thing you love most doing and try and figure out a way like it was never in the mindset see when i I, I, probably about maybe the last five years i kind of thought to myself like 
because and this is something that people still haven't clicked on yet right and we're already moving so fast is the kind of world we live in now right is not like the world that we grew up in Absolutely. now you can literally create a job you can create a job as before you kind of had to look for one right it all depends on how you engage with someone and as people are people you know willing to buy into that you know it can be an idea like look at how many people are on twitch every day right just streaming games they love so imagine like 20 years ago saying to someone you want to play the nintendo how about we pay you like 10 grand a month to play the nintendo in front of everybody yeah like is that not the dream job but yet now that's so possible that's super awesome super awesome and you know i think the the biggest issue is and this is why I always say that we are the tweeners, like uh, our generation is the tweeners. The generation that came before us can't get their head around playing the computer and making money. No, what you need to be doing is doing hard, doing hard yeah. graft. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. How much do you make doing hard graft? Right. And then the kid that's 12 at home sitting playing uh, Call of Duty is, can buy a house and after three months worth of work. Right. Yeah. I think there, us as, a, as that generation have to kind of bridge that gap. Because we we in history are the only generation that that got to live with and without the internet, and I think that's powerful. I I love how you take. I never actually thought about it like that. Um, but yes, I I echo all of those sentiments. We had de- definitely the luxury. I, I, that's how I want to think about mm-hmm. it all uh, all the time. We had the luxury of seeing the world before the internet and what it mean, what it actually means when somebody says hard work. <laughs> um right and 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 then we also grew up with all this tech and so we uniquely have that good combination uh of being able to learn from the wisdom that came before yet use all the productivity of the new new and shiny objects uh, mm-hmm. of the tech tools so um we are out to change the world i i know it and so uh that's again why we're doing what we're doing yeah so when you like Everybody has that moment where they wake up in the morning, right? The alarm goes off and they go, do I just call in and say I'm dead or oh, fine, I'll go in, right? Yeah. So for you, you came to that moment where you were like, nah, it's time that I, I take my own path here. One that people don't take as people would love to. They probably think about it every single day, but they don't. Um, what challenges was it that, that, that you faced when you decided, yes, you know what I am? Like, I imagine, did you already have blueprints in your mind written down? Did you? You must have had some sort of ideas to where you wanted to go, and how hard was it to kind of get that started? Uh, I'm. Mm, that's a very good question. I I really love how the theme of where our conversation today is going because mm. you know a big part of um, our development of our empire right now uh, does get lost, uh, specifically the mindset side, which is what we we're talking about on this today's show here. Mm. Um, I don't know where to start with that one because there isn't. Um, contrary to popular belief and what maybe people see in the, in the movies or the thing, there, there isn't really a defining blueprint. Oh, I know I can do this. It's really like, for me, it was like move or die. And I, I can't let myself like not physically die, but like <laughs> yeah, emotionally and like psychologically, like, and for me and us, I guess for, for, for all three of us, we grew up watching the likes of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and all these people who like, what do you mean you're 17 years old? You're going to walk into the league and say that you're going to be the best basketball. Like, where is the audacity? And then all of the, you know, 
the 20 year career and my my biggest biggest uh idol is kobe right so mm. like the concept of like all of the world said you couldn't do this everybody mm. outside of la was booing you like through the roof and when you when you missed the shot and the shame and the pressure and then all that kobe did was like that's my only thing in life like outside of like having my wife and my kids my only love is basketball to the point where when he retired he wrote like an oscar award winning love letter to basketball mm. to, like if you don't know the story go google it right um but yeah. like so i really saw a scenario where we once again lucky enough to be able to see those who came before us who went mm. to chase their dreams absolute dreams uh and and defy all odds and and also like the the judgment think of this right our society has these metrics when we go to school there's like oh 60 70 80 percent 90 percent whatever right and then a's b's c's define who you are as a student and 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 how much work you put into studying all that now, now get this i always say this to anybody who listens to me kobe had a 20-year career doesn't matter that he got hurt some of those years. Like I'm not discounting any of the years, 20 years. He had one goal each year, mm -hmm. win a championship, anything short of holding the, the trophy is a failure. So he has five championships, right? The mathematics there are that he failed 75% of the time uh, on mm -hmm. his goal. And so when you kind of frame and then you look in your reality and be like, this is what the reality the world wants me to believe is. And here's the reality of those. I, admire and have done things that make them gods right no dispute kobe is a god because when he retired when he said he was retiring every stadium gave every single stadium who hated him gave him a standing ovation and so <laughs> he changed the course of history by hard work right he outworked everybody and he got his five rings which is a failure mathematically 25 percent success rate 75 percent failure right five <laughs> yet he's a god and so i was like you know when i when i when i when i hit those moments of fear when i hit those moments of oh who am i what makes me think that i can do this it's like well other humans have done it and what they lived off of was drive which i have what they lived off of was learning which i'm learning to learn right like um and we have now the internet which is it's all there. Like you just got to sit down and turn off Netflix and turn off, you know, <laughs> the liquor bottle down. Right. And then sit there and watch hours and hours and hours of learning. And then inevitably we grow. Um, I know I go on long tangents when, with my answers, but like we are the animal, by the way, we are the mm -hmm. animal that has the superpower of adaptability. We're not the strongest. We are not the fastest. We don't have the thickest hides. We don't have a lot of things. We're actually the weakest when we are born, but our superpower is that we learn and we adapt. So mm -hmm. when we frame and understand things like that, you, you, you reposition all your priorities in life and reposition all the things um, and go for your dreams. You sit down and, and you build your own blue blueprints because no plans go according to plan. Well, that's the truth. Did, did you have did you have uh, any particular kind of low points after taking the leap yeah so the pushback of the calling as russell brunson calls it so if you're if you're watching movies and you're watching like or you're trying to study these greatest uh people of all time in their stories in their lifetimes 
there are always okay i hear my calling in in from 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 the universe i i'm out to serve in my particular way that i want to and then they always run into a speed bump or a pushback of the calling where am i really going to be the hero can i actually do this and um if your why is strong enough then you can you have the armor to fight those battles and so for us it's like I will not be a failure as a parent to my two young kids. I will not be a failure to my wife and I won't be the failed son who ends up on their couch. Right. And so for me, it's like, um, you're going to fail a whole bunch. If you're out to chase massive dreams, like we are, you're going to, you're going to, you know, but you only need one. Right. And in Kobe's instance, you need five rings <laughs> instead of 20. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> But failing is actually the greatest way to learn. Avoiding is not getting prepared is not like I have no disrespect to those who love planning, who do really, really good jobs of, you know, executing on plans. But the truest way to build airplanes, build rovers and put them on Mars, um, build 5G, build AI is you fail a shit ton. And then, you know, through all of the iterations, you come on the Ubers of the world, the Amazons mm -hmm. of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and, Amazon is by the way, the jibber jabber podcasts of the world. <laughs> one day, one Thank day. you very much. We can come back to this. We'll, we'll show this as a clip when it happens. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, um, we've kind of from the beginning. Um, I mean, for a lot, we're actually going to go really into it uh, on our hundredth episode. But when we kind of got together as a podcast, myself, I'd been uh, in, in music for years, and um, that that intro that you heard at the start was me with, like playing all the instruments and stuff, right? So, yeah. I've been playing music for years, various instruments mainly guitar uh, and i was always in bands with people and i always i always believed that that my future was going to be in music touring the world etc obviously music on the on the decline so even if you are amazing chances are you're still not going to make enough to make a living off it um, but i always yeah, sorry. Let, me, let me jump on that in mm -hmm. a minute what what you just yeah. said i'm like <laughs> i'm getting chills jumping on that in a minute, yeah. in a minute. go ahead uh, i so i'm um, so i kind of was like right i need to i need to find another way of being creative because I can't just be the guy that goes to work, comes home and just chills. I need to have something to throw myself into. And even now, every single day I work on my podcast. There's no way I'm not working on something. So J-Mac and I actually worked together and our common interest was movies. So we'd always talk about movies. He would do impressions, we'd laugh. It'd be a great time. It wasn't just a conversation. It was a great time. And people around us started to pull their seats up and kind of watch, watch us talk. And I was like, there it is. It's a podcast. Not so the most start... productive company in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I literally, we started the podcast by becoming an MP3 podcast. You could uh, listen to us on Spotify. And then we upped the game. We went to uh, video. And then we started going live. Like you say, we got to keep learning and keep growing. And I thought, you know, at least with the live element, our audience can react to us and chat with us and be part of the show in real time. And yeah. a lot of people at the same time had told me, I don't know about yourself, J-Mac, but they kept saying to me, podcast is stupid who the hell jake you are joe rogan your podcast how many podcasts make money you never make money and now every month when our ad revenue comes in i'm like this <laughs> exactly. there's no greater feeling than going like that i'm just gonna go buy something with the money i made off a motherfucking podcast <laughs> you said would never make money motherfucker <laughs> exactly no hey like, definitely 
Um, keep doing what you love. And because you love it, you're just going to get good at it because there's no real way to get good at anything except keep doing it, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the only actual way. Um, yeah. Like you can learn from all the best, which is what I preach as well. But yeah. you, you, you like learn, you, you can also get into this cycle of loving learning and not actually ever going to go do, which is like, mm -hmm. like a, a whole story for another day. But very, very quickly, there's so many people who aspire to make money on the internet, but they there's so many that fail. And they fail because, you know, they they don't put in the rep petitions. They don't put in the reps. Um, by the way, I have to say, J-Mac, your video setup mm. is fantastic. I have to learn something about the lighting and how <laughs> you, like, what camera you're using. But it is, like, sharp as, like, awesome. Like, and, and guys who are watching this, like these two are over an entire ocean on the other side of the world. And I'm like, like, I'm not just in Canada. I'm the farthest from them in terms of where we are in Canada. We're in Vancouver, like that literally opposite sides of the world and that we can do this in real time live. Um, truly should be like, if you were looking for a sign. This is the sign. Anything is possible. Like we're talking in real time on stream. Like, like think about yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, it's the technology. I think it, it scares me how fast this technology has moved. Um, I mean, t twenty years ago, twenty years isn't a long time. I mean, I, twenty years ago, I had already left school and I'd started working, so it's not that long ago. And in that time, the leaps and bounds made in technology is, uh, frankly, terrifying. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I remember um, when Netflix came out and I was like, oh no, my connection will never handle a movie. Streaming a movie? Nah, you've not got it physically, you can't watch it. Uh, but it just goes to show now, eh? Did you ever have Netflix when it was a DVD rental service? That was I, called Love Film. I did Love, not. Was, actually, it, it Love in, Film and then Netflix. I don't know if they had that part of their business in Canada. I think that was just mm -hmm. in the United States, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. I've still um, got a few of the DVDs. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Not only are we streaming nowadays, like we're streaming like wirelessly sitting in a subway. Like, like it's one thing to stream on your television that's all wired up to the wall, right? But now we're yeah. streaming on these like these things and they're like <laughs> like in the middle of a subway wirelessly. That's so like so crazy. Was that, yeah, it was, it was a, a few so months fun. a few months back. Um myself and my wife went for a, a country walk. So we were we were in the middle of a forest. And we were having a conversation about something and I asked her a question. She's like, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up. And she took her phone out and she's like, oh, I'm not getting a signal. I was like, you're getting angry at the fact that you can't get a signal in the middle of a forest in the middle of nowhere. That's how much we expect of technology now. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, if, if you get any slight hiccup in it, we just, we freak out. That's how much we rely on it. I, I, I have to backtrack a little bit. Um, thinking back, uh, just while you were saying that, something came to mind um, in terms of J-Max's earlier question to me. So along the way, there were some aha moments for me. And one of those ones you guys are going to love because of the fact that we're tweeners. So um, <laughs> one day I'm with my uh, newborn child. At the time, I think she's months old. And my son at this time is around five or so years old, five or maybe, maybe six, maybe four, I, I forget. So in that time zone, I... I hand him um, a disc and then I say to him, can you help daddy, like my son, my older one, can you help daddy put away the CD? And my son says to me, daddy, it's not a CD. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's a Blu-ray. 
And that was like, <laughs> okay, okay. So like, that's an aha moment for me because like, mm -hmm. I can't be, I'm a millennial. I can't end up being the generation that has a generation gap with my kids as it relates <laughs> to technology. Like, no way, no way, man. But he was so right. It was a Blu-ray. It's not a CD. Actually, he doesn't know what a CD is. <laughs> um, he's like, what's a CD? I'm like, okay, okay. So yeah, along the way, like when you're looking or thinking about things all day, every day, certain things come into your world that were always there. It's just that you weren't switched on to notice them. Um, mm. And, but when you're thinking about them all day, every day, then they reveal themselves to you almost. Uh, and then you can harness the energy and use it as resources um, to go chase your dreams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I am. Um, I kind of think that where we are in society now as well as a lot of people, like I think if you weigh up, the people that believe in themselves and believe in their abilities against the people that don't, I think you'll find that the people that don't are far greater than the people that do. Do you mm -hmm. think that that's something that's been instilled in people at school or like some kind of indoctrination through TV? Why do you think so many people don't believe in themselves? I mean, they'll believe in themselves to go through university to become a teacher. But if you said, hey, what's your passion? Oh, it's going and painting pictures of ducks. But I'll never make money doing that. Straight away, they're talking themselves out of it. Why do you think that is? I love how, you know, in case the audience doesn't know this, we didn't script any of this. This was like, <laughs> we had an idea what we'd be talking about, but like this real time stuff is just magic. I guess I'm getting like nonstop goosebumps <laughs> um, and chills. So another reason why um, we're building our business, not to over promote myself here, mm. um, <laughs> is because how often do we sit around friends and family and colleagues and we say, you know, what's wrong with our society? What's wrong with the school systems? um this and that and that what, what what are we not happy about life and careers and all that and then but right after we say these things we always you know jump right back or we take a step back and say you know that's somebody else's problem you know the school board needs to fix that the government needs to fix that like you know society needs to fix that but nobody takes it upon themselves to be like no this is my problem i need to fix that mm -hmm. so what am i talking about as it pertains to kevin's question um so many people don't believe that they can or don't even dare to even dream that they can. They lost their ability to dream somewhere along the way as they were growing up because our school system was built to put human beings uh, into becoming, making, make them become cogs in like a well-oiled machine. And I don't know if the affluent or wealthy individuals in the world purposely did it by design and like with massive conspiracy or was it just the way that society played out i like to believe that society just played out that way so 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 here's the thing right i do you do you guys both have kids by the way yeah okay so here's the catch 22 we have a whole world majority of the world the teachers that teach us our knowledge in school uh went through school learning to be Teachers, no disrespect. I love all the teachers that taught me all the things that I know, right? But mm. you know what's majorly lacking in the school system is they never went out to work a regular job. They didn't have to make anything work. Like no disrespect. Once again, I don't mean to point fingers or whatever, but I'm saying like the system's broken because you have a, it's kind of like having the blind lead the deaf. Like mm -hmm. these individuals, like we'll, we'll teach you the skills. Now you go make it work in the, in the real world, right? You need to go learn how you should do budgeting and then how mm -hmm. you how do you deal with the emotions of like wanting to do something and your spouse doesn't want to do sa the same thing and how do you yeah. deal with communications like you have a whole system that is built to fail from the beginning because you don't have people with 
like actual experiences teaching other human beings how to live you know lives that are built with experience <laughs> <laughs> we've actually got someone sorry in the comment section here saying oh my fucking god i worked in so many places and then right? she says like, and so in the real world and she's also a teacher yeah. <laughs> since, and I, since I was 15 what the fuck <laughs> sincerely, sincerely have nothing against teachers i love them i love them but but like like yeah, isn't that the biggest joke we play on ourselves so coming back to like how do we like how do so many human beings like 90 plus percent of the world does not dare to go chase their dreams i hope that the three of us today change that right and and what i mean by that is we weren't taught to go chase our dreams we weren't taught yeah. to like suck it up and work through the pain and work through the terror and work through the hiccups and work through the failures we were taught yeah. to be like if you fail you should really hide it and not let people see right and when you mm -hmm. apply for a job you should write all the good things on your resume and then you should take the prettiest things and make them your areas to work on like totally flawed system it doesn't work that way mm -hmm. um so, so that's what I think as it pertains to people and chasing dreams. I think we were not, unfortunately, raised in, a, in an environment. By, by no design, I actually don't believe anybody purposely made it so that mass parts of society fail. But mm -hmm. um, we're in 2021 now. We can I think with, do, we with can... regard to teachers, um, I do think teachers, that is kind of the profession that when they're going through university and stuff, I think they do do the sucky, like the sucky jobs. Um, I would say maybe, I don't know, uh, apprentice apprenticeships like for uh building sites maybe maybe they'd be the kind of jobs like because i know plenty of people that have families that own businesses and as soon as they finish school they've never had to worry about what it's like to try and find a job they knew that they would follow in those steps because the parents will kind of just usher them into it uh, but I, I would say i mean <laughs> the teachers are going mental in the comments section <laughs> I, apologize. Like I don't mean it respectfully <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're, they're raging because <laughs> i think uh definitely the two teachers in the comment section i know they have uh definitely had some crazy jobs uh, and i've got another comment there from ladybird lady who says i have teacher pals who worked in the shipyards i had to work to pay for my fucking training uni so, so, so ladybird uh ladybird lady that is the type of teacher i want to learn from like th like but but i'm not like i'm not calling out those people who work hard to become teachers i'm not mm -hmm. i'm talking about like the vast majority however that i know of anyways they're like from where i'm from and which is just a tiny part in the world i recognize that we we have we have systems that don't have these people who work hard in shipyards and so if if you guys have a system where you know you have people who work multiple jobs to become a teacher those are qualified people to be great teachers and and I um I need to recognize when I when I see a blind spot of mine definitely as what's um life lessons really in it just yeah proper life lessons um i know that uh heather dow so she says my dad became a teacher when he was 44 after in his own business for decades that's uh, excellent yeah <laughs> uh, heather happens to be my sister so we've got the same dad <laughs> and uh, he um i think it was in the in the late 80s there was a a recession that basically caused his building business to go through the floor so uh, he went he went to university at the age of 40 <laughs> and um he, he retired a teacher um and i think he he, he was he was a, a a construction worker builder he'd, he'd, he'd been doing it for decades and uh i think uh when he 
obviously it was a terrifying thing when that all went away. Um, but he just thought, right, teaching, that's that's what I'll do. But it, it, it went into a subject that was relevant to the life that he'd led before that. And I think that's something that's important as well. Um, let, me, if you... let me take the mic uh, quickly, just um, because I, I love how the chat's blowing up. Because that, that, no, 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 so, so for for you guys um, in the chat, and hopefully we didn't turn anybody off, and all that. Listen to this next part here. So I have never been on a live stream interview before, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like the fact that the chat's blowing up makes people in my position or people who want to be like doing what I'm doing right this moment with the two of you, it makes people not want to do it, mm. not want to speak their mind or, you know, be judged right in society mm. because they're so scared of being like wrong and being identified of being wrong. So I love how I'm wrong in this specific instances as I'm talking about teachers, because this is what it actually looks like, right? Like when you, when you go and try to do things and speak your mind and, and embrace failure massive epically, like the chat blowing up, that's awesome because it's <laughs> massive learning for me, right? Like I, yeah, I yeah. want to live a life of empathy. And so this is what it really is like. Like, so I just wanted to point that that moment of learning out. Like I apologize <laughs> once again, I don't mean disrespect to any teachers out there who have <laughs> their way to being an awesome teacher. I really do not intend it that way. And uh, I hope that you, you take my, honest and wholehearted um apology there i didn't uh, <laughs> end anybody <laughs> no not at all um <laughs> so there you were saying earlier about the rewards about you know when you're betting on yourself learning and stuff Um, what were some of those rewards for you like when did you like for, for example um when we published our first episode and saw it on Spotify, like, wow, that to us was like, that's the first step next. And for us, it is all about those little golden nuggets. Um, just seeing uh, an episode blow up with a lot of views for us. And then the comments, <laughs> no pun intended, but usually the comments will have people say, this was a really good interview. Uh, for for example, we we had a guy on the, the show who, who talked about killing aliens with a samurai sword, right? Wow. <laughs> of course, it sounds bonkers, right? But right. the way the way we interacted with him and the way we treated him was, the guy had been on really big. He'd been on like American news. He'd been on really big podcasts. So for us, we were like quite. It was quite good that we got him because we're quite small compared to the podcast he had been on. But of all these podcasts, uh, the the number one thing that we kept getting was you guys done the best interview with him, like that anybody is because people brought him on, laughed about him. And then they give them the, the kind of time of day. And the way we approached it was more respectful. And even though the stuff you you probably might not believe that he's done in a few aliens with a couple of samurai swords, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but we treated it like, imagine we all, three of us worked together and you came in one day and was like, guys, never going to believe it. Right? Like, what? No way. <laughs> but what about this then? And we treated it like that because it, was, it wasn't our job to, to disprove him or to prove that he was right. It was our job to listen to him. And we'd done that. And yeah. that reflects it. In the, so for us, that was like a golden nugget. So yeah. what, what for you, what are some of your golden nuggets for when you, when you started on your own journey? So um, I'll, give, I'll try to give you two short stories. <laughs> try my best. <laughs> um, for, me, for me personally, um, when you try to do what we're trying to do, we go out to the world and we test in real time. 
And mm-hmm. so I am paying for different um, courses, uh, paying for different challenges, paying for different um, mastermind groups um, from the likes of like Tom Bilyeu and uh, Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi and Russell Brunson and these people. Uh, and then these people like, when they launch a course, they get thousands of people who sign up. And like a real life scenario is they sign up for the course thinking that it will change their lives, but then they come across needing to do all the work to get through the course. Mm-hmm. And so how I like what where I experienced these nuggets is I tried to, you know, build smaller groups within these people. Like, let's do the work together. Let's do like, let's do watch parties. Let's discuss the material. Let's talk it through. And in, in that doing you, you learn that there are things that are in your mind and in your experiences that you can help other people. So one of those examples would be like, I set up a corporation here in Canada. And when we set it up, we went to a lawyer and then we, we talked to the lawyer about having two young kids. And then, you know, how do we build the corporate, set it up properly from day one where uh, we can seamlessly add the children into the business and not maybe lose control of the business to the children before they're mature and ready for it. And so that's when the lawyer taught us, you know, you should set up multiple share classes and how you should corporate, like what to do with the corporate structure. And so when you go out and do, you learn things and then you learn skills. And when you kind of out in the real world learning other things, you find that what you learned before is useful to this new group of people that you're working alongside of. And where I found that I can run fast enough to learn fast enough over here to help a whole bunch of people over here, that was like a big aha moment um, on on how and why we think we can do what we're trying to do. The second story uh, is a Gary Vaynerchuk story. He's on stage in front of a live audience. Uh, A younger gentleman, probably in his early 20s, stands up in front of a live audience and says, Hey, I admire you. You're awesome. The whole the whole audience is there for Gary Vaynerchuk. They all know he is a titan of media. He's awesome. He's awesome. This young gentleman proceeds to say that his previous venture or business failed uh, and that he set up a new business just yesterday. Now, Gary make sure, make, tries to make sure that he understands properly. He's like, you, you set up your business yesterday? Just, just to make sure he understood. He was not like... Mm-hmm making fun of the child uh, the, the the person the audience didn't know that so the, anyway the child uh the i keep calling him a child but the the individual <laughs> the man the 20 20 plus year old man says to to uh gary actually i don't have a question what i'm here to say on the mic is i i, I want to set up a meeting with you because i believe that there is a value exchange that i can give you and your business value uh, and and there's definitely things you can help me with. When he said that out loud, the whole audience laughed, laughed at mm-hmm. him. Like, you're asking Gary Vaynerchuk, the busiest man on earth, probably to give you when you just set up your business yesterday. Okay, so mm-hmm. I watched this and I watched this and I watched Gary. Gary on stage did not laugh. He did not flinch. He just continued to listen, understand. And then once this gentleman uh, finished his pitch, Gary said, "You know what?" imagine i do this i i get this probably eight thousand times a day like people wanting to work with me etc 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 but you know what you should do is email me gary at vaynerx.com he gives his live email in front of a live audience and by the way there's youtube as well so the whole world now knows his email and he says i have a three-hour flight coming up and in the subject line of the email you write 
young gentleman with a crazy shirt or something crazy like that. Like it needs to be that specific so I can find your email among thousands of emails. And if I read your email and the value exchange makes sense, I'll fly you out to New York and we'll talk about it. So mm. the audience goes deaf, like it just goes silent because like here is an individual who has no rhyme or reason to give this gentleman a time of day. He's already Gary Vaynerchuk, but what he did was he had mass empathy. While the audience was laughing, he was like paying attention and he gave actual value to this gentleman to say, you took the at-bat, right? You took the at-bat to mm -hmm. ask for an opportunity. I'm giving you that opportunity. Write me a good email. If the value, it makes sense, he'll do it. Not only does this gentleman who had the balls to ask the question get the opportunity possibly, Gary just won the whole crowd. He showed mm -hmm. the audience what it means to be a good person. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, those moments where I'm sitting there and I, I catch myself recognizing what these people are doing in real time feeds my ego of, okay, I, I can, I can probably learn decently fast enough to, to know that I can do this. So that's, that, that was another golden moment for me where in real time, a lot of things are going on and I get to see how Gary in real time wins over everybody in that audience um in a way that is non-conventional yeah, yeah. I, I like gary vaynerchuk um I, I read his two books um i do find him sometimes he does does come across quite i've seen him come across quite dicky um yeah. for, for example a guy was like hi gary my name's blah blah i've got a new book coming out and guy's like my book's gonna outsell yours yep he's pretty <laughs> relentless wow. He's pretty like, Kobe Bryant sometimes. If I was in the audience, I'd be like, right, and like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so I do see that, but the guy, the guy has a lot, of, a lot of value, um, and yeah. he does bring a lot of value. He teaches a lot of people, and he's one of the guys that stands atop that hill and yeah. kind of opens people's eyes if, if if they take a chance to read his book. We have uh, Donna Anderson in the comments asking you a question here. She says, "Has Frank ever found himself in a proper crossroads situation? If so." Uh, has his personal life or is his career ambition that drives his decisions most? Proper crossroads situation. I might need Donna to give me some examples as to what um, she means by that. Like I, I mentioned losing a friend to suicide. I mentioned mm -hmm. having, having to not um, die like emotionally and psychologically uh, and then choosing to walk away from an 18 year career i don't know if that's mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. like what she means there but mm -hmm. like as it pertains to like darkness and personal suicidal thoughts or I, I i have not struggled with those things i've been lucky or blessed i guess in that sense yeah that's pretty cool um jmac has always when we met he uh we worked in the same place uh and some sometimes jmac you yourself get a bit down on things that you think well if i had maybe started this a bit earlier or whatever, but I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know if you truly know that, you know, it's never too late to, like you even said before, your dad was at the age of 44 when he decided he wanted to be a teacher. Um, is there any kind of wisdom you could pass to J-Mac to kind of, to send a rocket? I like to think that I've done a wee bit to kind of open his eyes. Cause as you said before as well, you know, the audacity to ask the questions that most people won't, that's so me. Uh, and I've kind of shown that <laughs> yes, to yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I don't know that I am, you know, I, I have a lot of audacity. I have a lot of ego, but I don't know that I have the audacity to give anybody wisdom. I, mm -hmm. I'll give you my thinking. My thinking is take a hard look. Uh, 
I'll preface it by saying I learned it from Tom Bilyeu and Impact Theory University. He goes down the road of how do you feel about yourself when you are by yourself? So powerful. When you might be naked, I'm, I'm not making it a joke. Like if, you, mm. you, if you're in the darkness of the night, you walk into a room of your own. Probably. Oh, I am naked. I am naked. <laughs> <laughs> but when you walk into a room like that and you're in darkness, total darkness, not no none of the adoration, none of the career accolades, none of the trillion dollars of printed money, none of your sports cars, your clothing, none of your Supremes, your shoes matter. You're in there in darkness by yourself. How do you feel about yourself when you're there? That Those moments of time where you should be doing some meditation, you should be experiencing flow state, you should be going running wild with your brain, your, your most valuable asset is your brain. Those moments allow you to get in touch with what is most important. And with me, it's my relationship with my wife, my sanity with myself, my dear, dear love with my children. Mm -hmm. I chose a career path and will run to the ends of the earth to make it work because my current choice in career allows me to spend time with these people that I love. Mm -hmm. And so when the why is so transparent and honest and direct for me, I don't need to look for energy from other locations i don't need necessarily to find encouragement i don't need like i'm getting chills describing it to you guys because i love my relationship with my kids that i can participate with every part of who they are in their upbringing because i'm sitting at my desk working from home and my children are in my proximity especially mm -hmm. during this last covid year and like i gain more energy in what i do than the what I'm doing takes energy from me, if that makes any sense. Like in yeah, what yeah. the things that I'm doing gives me more energy than takes energy from me, then you can battle any, like if you have an endless reservoir of energy, you can win any battle. You can recover from any wound in battle. You can stand up and like regrow <laughs> legs, all right? You can build the machines that 3D, 3D print your limbs or your organs or whatever fails in battle. And ultimately you've burned the ships behind you right? You're past the point of no return in, in, in an airplane analogy, and you must go forward because there's no other way. And so like, I, I, I don't think it's wisdom. I think it's just um, when I learned from Tom Bilyeu, I, I understood what his version of clarity is. And I align with that thinking of that's what passion looks like. That's what purpose in life feels like. That's what I can do to continue continuously taste fulfillment. Um, and I want to do with Phoenix Inc. I want to give this to anybody who wants to uh, join our community, um, build with me, help me build this massive movement, this massive community of people with multiple income streams, chase your dreams, live your lives, love yourself and your loved ones. Um, that's what I would probably say to that question, Kevin. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> that's profound that's profound for, for some people who are asking the question because i get it all the time i'm 39 years old i'm happy to share that <laughs> a lot of people give me different things they're like you look like you're 20 you look yeah. like you're <laughs> i didn't want to say anything <laughs> <laughs> i'm 39 i have two young kids um i'm learning from my failures uh Specifically today, from the chat, I'm learning. They want a pack of wolves, mate. I love it. I love it. I I love how these uh, how your audience is is engaged, and I love 
I love learning. Like learning gives me fulfillment. And so when I fail, I have to, like, you know, I enjoy admitting that I'm wrong and then I work hard to not make that mistake again. So it's actually it's amazing. It's, it's amazing how quick things can go from mm, interesting to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lives, lives of redemption, by the way, lives of redemption, the best lives, right? Like, it's, like Kevin was talking about, right? Those paychecks when they come in and then you're like, who said I couldn't do this? Like those <laughs> moments are like, yes, baby. Yes, baby. <laughs> yeah. I think you've won them back though. Anyway, they seem to be fairly positive. They've put their claws away in the, in the comments and they're, they're, uh, as you see there, uh, Heather Dow says, Frank would be good on a Ted talk. I mean, is that an aspiration of yours? I, Hey, if I get that opportunity, I would love it because I, as you guys can tell today, I have a lot to share. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of learning and growth to do. I by not I am not a saint. I don't have all the magical things in the world. I believe I have the keys to the universe in that learning is fulfillment. Mm -hmm. um, but to Heather's question, it's not that I don't like learning from teachers. It's <laughs> I I feel that even teachers themselves have not been set up for success. Like mm -hmm. like how I had a flawed understanding of what we had here today uh, as it pertains to me talking about teachers in the school system is that that is the example right mm -hmm. uh, of what i'm talking about is teachers were not set up in my view to to succeed where they're properly recognized for the the hard work that they do um properly recognized for you know the paths that they had to take to become mm -hmm. a qualified and good teacher mm -hmm. um yeah so so I, it's just I a quick story on there Heather Dow, so she's she's a teacher, and obviously I know her personally. She's J Max's twin sister, and uh, I can kind of share a wee story here about her as a teacher, which kind of is as a proper, is a a great story, right? So she injured herself, right, and has been at home working from home, and then her work were like the teaching school, <laughs> the teaching school, the school <laughs> were like, we're going to sign you off because we don't have any need for you, right? No, but Heather, but Heather, right? So she's at home, right? Uh, sick because she's hurt herself right and what the the school have no use for her they've told her and uh, the kids are all having their exams and yet heather still when she doesn't have to opens up her laptop and makes sure those kids that are doing their exams have everything she's going through all their work making sure they've got everything they need from her kit from her couch at home uh, mm -hmm. so i think i think teachers are they are beautiful creatures and we need to put them on the pedestal that they should really be on. I think, uh, I think now, I, I mean, I don't, I think it's harder to be a teacher maybe now than it was back then. Back then, teacher, I had a teacher that told me to fuck off. <laughs> right? yeah. And yeah. I respect them for that. I respect them for that. I think now it's probably hard to be a teacher. So, um, that that's Heather, that's a story about Heather Dow, that's all, which kind of just speaks to, I think, not even just a teacher. I think it takes that kind of person to be a teacher. I agree. And not to beat a dead horse, but I am not shitting on teachers. I was, <laughs> no, I, <don't. laughs> I was mostly shitting on like the, uh, the system and how that was set up. So, um, yeah. if, you're, yeah. if you're here with us, Heather, Donna, uh, Scott, Ladybird, we love you. You guys talk about <laughs> everything that we know, I swear. Like, seriously. <laughs> Um, we got so Donna Anderson kind of relates back to the question she asked before. She says an example of a crossroads situation. I mean, is two career paths in front of you. One means pursuing your personal ambition with more time to yourself, but less security financially. The other allows you to gain experience and exposure to resources, which will help you with your personal ambition, but is more taxing mentally and means less time for you in your personal life. I love that question. I have a real. I love that question right away. Um, so here's the honest answer. 
when I left my wealth management, when I was considering leaving my team, uh, wealth management wise, I had actually applied uh, and not too many people know this, but I actually applied to a competing firm. Now, when you are doing this in real time with wealth management, the difficulty is who are you going to write as your references on your resume or your CV? You're trying to not have your existing organization understand that you are planning an escape to a competitor. So you can't really go to your colleagues or your you know prior um, situations. Now, this is a sad moment, which is why I'm struggling with this, because the person that I ended up going to was this friend who took his life. Mm-hmm. And he, he like within a month of him agreeing to be a reference for me, uh, because not only was he a friend, he was a colleague. We worked together six years and he has uniquely a qualified assessment of my strengths and weaknesses uh, in the professional world. So with regards to the question is I applied um, they asked me to do a business plan. I wrote a authentic and honest business plan, which was, you know, I did not want to overinflate my expected results as to how much business is likely to follow me to my new firm if, if they were to hire me. Mm-hmm. And the um, experience was the hiring supervisory body, body, I won't point any names or fingers, but they said to me, well, when you present, you know, a business case, you can't tell me that you're giving me a reserved suggestion of your success. We need you to tell us the total top side because you're trying to compete with other people for for a job. And so like like that was an aha moment. And it also gave me a choice. Like if I, I could have easily applied to the three other major Canadian banks <laughs> in Canada and adopted that strategy and just totally overinflated what I thought would be possible. And I'd land a job like to give you some guys, some perspective. Um, my, my particular silo among my team was when I was hired to join the team, I was asked to do 10 million Canadian dollars in asset uh, growth per mm. year. We uh, we built eighty million in three. Wow. So I was I was asked to do ten a year. Three years would have been thirty. Would be like you meet your expectations. We built mm-hmm. eighty, and um, still the uh, the outcome was well. I'm here with you guys now talking about a new career. So mm-hmm. um, it would have been easier, much more financially stable, much less scary to just go back into what I do well which was go back to wealth management, just at a different firm, start from zero. But I have all the tools and all the connections and all the know-how and the knowledge around the wealth management industry. Um, That would have been the easier path. Um, It would have given me zero proper timing to do this, which Mm -hmm. I don't believe in doing things half, half, like one foot in. Like you can't, can't. when you want to do massive things, you can't. at least where I come from, you can't. And so, so yeah, that's just the, the, the one answer to that one. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Heather actually in the comments here says, don't worry, I totally agree. It's the system. We love to teach, but unfortunately we are tied by the system to teach mundane parts of curriculum to a lot of kids that don't want to learn it. If we could teach certain things, uh, to teach certain kids, e.g. the kids that pract- that are practically minded and not overly academic, things that appeal to them, and would help them be who they want to be without being told they're useless or going to fail. We should be able to take each kid and spend time focusing on what inspires them. Totally, totally. agree with that. Absolutely. Totally. That's that's kind of where the parent 
kind of teacher comes in now, isn't it? Because um, I know for a fact where my kids come into it, um, no matter what they want to do, even if it's going to be short-lived, I'm going to back them 100% until they realise it's not what they want to do. And then I'm not going to treat them like a failure. I'm going to say, right, so what do you want to do now? And we're going to repeat and repeat and repeat. Absolutely. Hey, I guess, guys, I want to take this opportunity to uh, do a tiny bit of self-promotion, but but also mm -hmm. just give some more concrete ideas to your audience as to what we're actually doing. Mm -hmm. So at Phoenix Inc., I, I we've talked about, like, I'm trying to learn and, and then therefore teach the community and the online world how to learn digital skills to build your own online income streams. So examples would include, like, how to grow a proper YouTube channel the proper way, um, how to build your own merchandise store uh, with no inventory, how to how and what is affiliate marketing? What are you what are you doing there, and and how do you do that ethic ethically and properly? Um, what can you do with your knowledge in your brain as it pertains to building digital courses? Um, and then earlier, Kevin had said something about artists and musicians, and mm -hmm. don't you guys get me started on NFTs. I know the world is thinking it's a bubble. I think that it, we could be we could be watching another dot-com situation that happened in 2000, 2001 to 2003, but the sheer technology underneath all of it is insane. It's amazing. You mm -hmm. can write a song, mint it into an NFT, and write into the coding of the NFT that any early supporter of you as an early artist gets a royalty payment from you when you mm -hmm. become the Beatles. Think about that. Like the black mm -hmm. record, the very first record of the Beatles you own because you happen to engage their, their um, music early in their career before they were the Beatles. But because you own that disc, that disc pays you royalties on the songs because mm -hmm. they become the Beatles years later, like, that can be written into smart contracts in NFTs. And then Jack Dorsey sold his first tweet, which is unreal. Twitter is free. You go on the internet, you can see what Jack Dorsey, what his first tweet was. But he mm. took that and sold it to a collector. He took the six words, <laughs> minted it, made it made it rare because he minted it. And then he sold it, one of one, he sold it for $2.9 million. And then he turned around and donated the $2.9 million just to prove the fact that, hey, we can take identical copies of digital files and then we can properly recognize which one is the authentic version number one and which one is the copy right and mm -hmm. the blockchain allows for that to happen and so mm -hmm. we are now just sitting at the beginning of this uh, nft era some people are calling it the uh internet 3.0 so 1.0 was internet 2.0 was social media and people believe that hey like so many people are locked up at home COVID 19 Guess what's happening in in their homes when they're sitting around their computers thinking and dreaming about what they can do with broadband, mm -hmm. IG, AI, and NFTs. Anyways, um, so yeah, those are some of the things that we're building. Um, I teased earlier that we're doing um, an announcement today on your um, mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. First ever, by the way, nobody's ever even heard this. It's fresh out of the box. Um, and maybe I'll have Kevin bring it on screen if that's okay. Yep, I'll uh, bring it up now. Phoenix, phoenixinc.com forward slash the hyphen ask. So the announcement is that's our merchandise store. Um, but if you 
type in the URL. I'll give you a, a, a new, oh, the, oh, no, no, no. That's the right one. Yep. Sorry. That's the right one. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's the announcement for your audience uh, first. Okay. Uh, fresh That's out of the exclusive. box. We are giving away, we are giving away for free our digital programs to teach people how to build online income streams. We're giving away two of our initial uh, programs to the first 120 responders on this site. What it is, is we're asking you the question on the right-hand side over there. What is your number one question about building new income streams online for yourself? or learning new digital skills relevant for today's world. All you gotta do is tell me what your questions or what your challenge is. I, I need your name to give you your bonuses and, and, and the free courses and, and, and then how we deliver on our promise is your email. And I won't tell you what the bonuses are because those are hidden behind after you submit. So <laughs> I can tell you that there are three bonuses and I think that people are gonna love them. Um, we can't wait to see how many of your audience still loves me and loves us and wants to take this journey with us. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the announcement there, you guys. Cool. Go um, Amazing. Front out of the box. Nobody's ever heard this besides me and my wife. Um, so that's, that's brilliant. I mean, look at that there. It's, it's almost like the course that the teachers in the comment section were talking about that kid that maybe isn't academically inclined but would like a course and something that they're interested in which does seem to be today uh, and by today's standards every kid wants to be a youtuber because they're they look their heroes are youtubers i grew up loving deep purple right uh freddie mercury and all these great rock stars the rock stars now are the youtubers and that's Absolutely. that's the reality and i suppose yeah. this is kind of the way I mean, you do offer the the insight of the way to become your own kind of rock star. I also want to pique your 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 audience's interest. So, if you wouldn't mind bringing back the screen and mm -hmm. then uh, yeah. the other tab that you had open, mm -hmm. I wanted to, just to show your audience something over there. So, yep. this is uh, the the other tab, the one that says shop at the top. Yep. There you go. So, Kevin, you're you're free to move around here. You can click on uh, apparel at the top. You can move around right at the top. You see apparel, caps and beans, accessories. So, this is our um, uh, uh, merchandise shop. Now, I'm not showing your audience this because I want you guys to come and buy a whole bunch of my merchandise. <laughs> the way this is art, uh, you know how earlier we were talking about selling microphones and then moving forward to a new thing. Yeah. So, this is merchandising. Um, we put our logo on a number of different items. We have clothing with hats, but I'm not here to promote my, my store. What I'm wanting to do is I want to tell your audience that we put this store together in six days. I want right. your audience to know that you can absolutely build your own online income streams mm -hmm. in a matter of days. Now yeah. you're going to need to, you know, put in some time and effort to make the thing look pretty, to do your own designs and all that kind of stuff. But I joke you not. Um, and I was in wealth management. I was not a digital anybody before this journey. Like I learned mm -hmm. all of this. Um, by the way, the, the website, just so you guys know, the merchandise store was done by my wife. Uh, and she was also with me at wealth management. So she <laughs> like also just learned how to put it together. So here's uh, some basically when you're building movements online, you want to build a community. That is the truest way to build success. 
exactly what Jibber Jabber has done. You know, you have mm -hmm. a community of people who tune in and yeah. hang on most of your words and, and love you, right? Merchandising is just one of the ways where people can represent. They can wear your colors is what we call it. They can walk around the street and they see your, your logo and they'd be like, what is that? And be like, oh, you got it. Like, that's awesome. You know, I tune into Kevin and J Max thing once a week or twice a week. And they like have insane value. They teach me how to think <laughs> about different things. They have guys who talk about cryptocurrency. They have guys who talk yeah. about like, businesses and mm -hmm. have them wear your brand um, is one of those ways to, to earn a living and, and, um, and fund your dreams also. Right. So I just wanted to show that it does not take, you know, mountains and mountains of work. Um, it can take five, six days if you really decided that you wanted to do it. And that's the reason why I wanted to show this particular part. Absolutely. The Donna Anderson, who asked the Crossroads question, says, thank you, Frank France, and the Crossroads question. You've helped me with something I have been deliberating on for the last week or two. So there you go. You may have just changed the, the course of someone's life just from being on this podcast, which is mega value, even if, it, if that's the only thing that ever comes from that. Hey, and 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 Donna, if you're if you heard my my um shameless plug earlier come to that the ask site tell us what you think you might be struggling with on the following on the thank you you can you can um you can get me in terms of sit down to talk to you if, if you have other things that you're struggling with currently because we're early in our build i have time when i become a gary vaynerchuk and it's not an if it's a when i become <laughs> gary vaynerchuk i will need you to write me an email so that i have uh, so that I can dig through 3,000 emails on a three-hour flight to find you. But now, uniquely in June 2021, you can get a hold of me fairly easily, and I'd love to um, help you more if you think that I have that ability, uh, Donna. Cool. I would I would say the connection when you become, when you become Franklin. <laughs> oh, oh, I like that one. I like that There's one. There's already too. a Gary Vaynerchuk. Hey. I love that too. I love that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So, what kind yeah. of kind of as we wrap up here? Yeah. What What's the? I mean, it's not hard for anybody that's been watching for the full episode to kind of say, well, we kind of know what your future is, but you know, and it's it's not something you can say that you expect to happen in a year or two because one thing: persistence, passion, and time, patience. Right. So, what do you see in your future? Say, ten years from now, where would? What's the goal to kind of just? The, not the end goal because I don't believe people like us have an end where it comes to goals. But where where's where do you see yourself in at least the next five to ten years? So that's a deeper question that uh, we haven't flushed out totally because we're like doing and doing so much. But uh, at the risk of running against all the you know promotional and algorithm laws out there, <laughs> um, the vision is for the children, our children to see and feel the empowerment that comes with my wife and I doing this, learn its skills as well. And then to have them lead their own journeys of self-discovery, you know, motivate and move their own movements of people their age, their generation of friends and, um, and, and build a better world. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I honestly believe that we are not, past that point of no return humanity is beautiful and like our children they they, they don't struggle with it in the the inhibitions or the or the or the falsehoods of oh i can't do that they have like massive yeah. you know 
And so if I can role model the right behaviors uh, on our journey, I'm, I'm really excited to see what my, my two kids uh, are going to do with their, with their next five, 10, 15 years. As it's pay, essentially paying it forward, leaving the world a better place than, than what you found it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, with this episode now coming to a close, I think there's still so much more to talk about in regards to, you know, visions and stuff. So it would be interesting to get you back on fairly Absolutely. like this year and kind of see just what your journey has kind of what's unfolded in your journey and what Phoenix looks like. Um, maybe even we could do another episode fairly soon when, when you've, you know, you've issued out the the courses and the learning, and we can maybe even have people telling us what it's been like working with you and all that kind of things. Because I think what well, it's, it's evident as hell that a lot of our listeners tonight have had a had a lot of value given to them tonight. Uh, Don Anderson, thank you so much, Frank. I look thank forward you, to interacting further with you. Sincerely, you're the best. Since I sincerely wish you the best, the very best for your prosperous future. So it's definitely been an absolute positive one. Um, on on the the subject of merch, Heather Dow, who actually is a is a teacher, but she also she's also she's a woman that wears very many hats. She created our Jabber Jabber store, which you can find Yay. at uh, yeah uk. And uh, if you look right now down to the left, and I'll remove that banner that says yeah. the store. So you can actually get J Mac. Usually we're wearing them on the show, but you yeah, can actually but I've, get. I've got sunburn today, so I wasn't putting that on. <laughs> so you can actually buy uh, Jabber Jabber hoodies and stuff. Um, we don't pretty much make any money on it at this point. It's just a kind of um, if you if you want if you want it that much, then if for us to kind of make money on it would drive it the 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 price higher so we would kind of like to give the the people that tune in every week an opportunity to buy something that isn't expensive and kind of just works well for them i mean it looks nice as well so make sure to to go to uk. also go across to shop.phoenix.com uh, and you can find there all of the the merch there and head to www. I've got that actually sitting up here. I'll banner it. www.phoenixinc.com forward slash the ask because that's where it's all happening. Mm -hmm. The ask. Um, and, you know, Frank, we also have a, a Facebook group uh, which is called the Jibber Jabber Community. And it's where we kind of go to. This was our well. I'm, uh, I'm following we, it already before. Yeah, I yeah. My... <laughs> so what you should do, you should actually come into uh, like post in the community and sure. maybe even put a wee live video telling the guys that didn't tune in tonight because a lot of people will watch this after we find right. that we get a good we get a good viewing but then it spikes afterwards because some people don't catch it live um right. and maybe just even go into a community group and kind of explain again what the ask is for people that might okay. have missed the show or might not have tuned in and just see if there's anybody there because i know a lot of people that do watch this uh they they, they like value i mean i don't know why they watch us i think too humble the if guilty pleasure any, if anything i could stare at that poster behind j mac all day <laughs> yeah, that's, definitely that's <laughs> wait till you see the wait which you see the ad that we watched actually there's the the sword and the sword the i missed yeah. i missed the sword it was hiding behind you my friend for a little bit there <laughs> uh, we today actually text you saying that we were out filming an advert it's actually because we we're working with a local company that is a, yeah. a local cinema and we're mm -hmm. 
Aaron, we were putting Braveheart on in the cinema with a couple of the actors that were in the movie, and uh, right. we were out today filming a Braveheart advert. So look out for that. Right. Uh, Kev, could you could you bring up a photo? I don't have one on my computer, <laughs> essentially, to bring it up, but stay tuned and, on our social media. As we're um, minorly extending the, the, the close here, I just wanted <laughs> to also suggest that I, I can't wait to actually be with you guys in person in Scotland once oh, the COVID cool. stuff is done. I also invite you to Vancouver. There is a, if you haven't heard or known, there's a mm. massive film production scene here in vancouver actually some oh, wow. of the greatest hollywood hits are mm -hmm. done in vancouver um oh. and i i personally have some friends who are directors and producers in vancouver uh not to mention vancouver is in the same time zone as hollywood so you can easily like drop in in vancouver and then hop a mm. two or three hour flight down to california and experience that as well so we definitely <laughs> should not only do yeah. this we should get together at some point in our in our journeys, maybe in the next couple of years. Um, we are here. all about that. Absolutely. And um, we will be doing a bit of traveling as soon as the restrictions leave. So we will be closer to your neck of the woods as well. But you're always welcome over here. Uh, if you do come over, we do a lot of live events and stuff. So it would be cool to do our own TED talk, essentially. We'll do the... We'll do a, a frank talk. Talking frankly. That's what we'll call it. Talking frankly. That's perfect. I love that. <laughs> That's his new podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You can find it at phoenixinc.com. You know what? I, I really had a thrill um, in, in final closing here. I really had a uh -huh. thrill time to, to, today with you guys, your audience. Uh, I actually learned a whole lot. Like, thank you so much <laughs> to the audience there as well. Um, great opportunity it's my first podcast and live interview of any kind and so mm -hmm. to see some of you think that it was great i love that that gave me a lot of good energy um oh, and nice. and thank you kevin thank you jmac um no i'm lost the words don't want to cry <laughs> on, on camera here but <laughs> no no the pleasure is all ours we always yeah. one thing we always said when we started a podcast was you know we'll keep the meat and bones about music and not musical music sometimes but movies and pop culture but the the one thing that we really do love is to interact with interesting people people with great stories yeah. and just people that really are worth talking to and it's absolutely been that and uh, heather dow says there haha talking frankly love it that or flank frankly for the record it's so good absolutely so ladies and gentlemen make sure to go ahead and check out frank's websites that that we've talked about uh, phoenixinc.com and do the ask do it at least at least if uh you know if there's one one moment in your head where you 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 maybe do need that bit of a shove and uh, need that support system it's there so go ahead and check it out even just check it out the first absolutely. first 150 gets uh 120 120. Yep. Well, well uh, hey, for, for, for Kevin, for Kevin, for you guys, we're just <laughs> right now in real time, we're moving it to 150. There oh, we go. Well, see, <laughs> there we go. Value yet again. <laughs> so make sure to do that. And this won't be the last that you hear of Franklin or Phoenix Inc. Absolutely. And on that note, we will catch you guys on Thursday for our box office banter where we review Cruella and then on to our 100th episode on Sunday. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Thank you. Bye for now.